This is a 98FM podcast. The first thing that we are talking about this evening, and on such a beautiful night, it can seem wrong to be talking about suicide. But for the people who commit it, it doesn't matter what the day is like. It's become the scourge of our nation, and now one teenager wants it to stop. Donald Walsh is 16 years old. You may have seen him on the telly. Um, he's, he's been on shows talking about his life because he is dying. He's 16 years old and dying from terminal lung cancer. But he's not dying without having his voice heard. He wants to tell us something and that is that people who commit suicide are selfish. This is what he thinks. Now, for many years, this was the view of the Catholic Church and one that we have turned away from. But Donald, who has recorded an anti-suicide message to be distributed in schools throughout the land, wants people to know that he would love to live, but he's not going to live. And he thinks if you take your own life, you are selfish. So what do you make of this hardcore line? Does he have a point or is he looking at suicide and depression? through different eyes because he doesn't have very many days left. Um, He was told by doctors that he will be dead by December 2012 and he is still alive and we've heard of him inspiring many people. Dan Carter got in contact with him because he heard about his inspirational message. Um, Paul O'Connell, the Munster captain, has said that he's the reason that they won their last Heineken Cup match. So he is a very inspirational young man. But we're putting it out there as to what he thinks. People who commit suicide, are they selfish? Or is there much more going on in this country? 53981 or you can low call 1850-22-9898. And to let you know, between 2009 and 2011, 1,563 people in the Republic of Ireland took their own lives. And that was through suicide. And probably the real number is an awful lot bigger than that. So he wants people to think about their actions before they do it. But for someone who's thinking about this, who's thinking that there's nowhere else left to turn, do they think that they're doing people a favour? And is this a harsh way to view people who are thinking or have committed suicide? 53981 or you can low call 1850-22-9898. Pam, welcome to 98FM. How are you doing this evening? Uh, Good evening. How are you, Mern? How are things? I'm I'm very well. Um, This young man... He's only 16 years old and he is going to die. He's got a terminal disease. He thinks people who commit suicide are selfish. What do you make of that? Well, first off, I'd like to, like, I, you know, I'd like to say he is an inspirational young man and, and he does have a point. You know, however, it's not that clear cut. You know, you can, it's a very emotive subject. You know, people, people dying and people are dying through suicide. And... <clears throat> I I think that it's not as clear cut. I I really do. That's my own personal opinion. People, you know, who who you know take their lives through suicide, it, it's not clear cut. I mean, it, the, the pain there must be enormous to carry through with that. You know, with the act of actually committing suicide. Um, that's the first thing I'd say. And the second thing I think. In in general, if if it's okay to go general for a second, that yeah. um, <clears throat> um, you know this country is great at putting labels on things, and 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 you know in general, you know in general now I'm just talking in general, yeah. and that you know it's easy to say somebody who who who, and I'm not talking about Donald now because I mean that's just so emotive, and 
you know no this is uh, yeah in general in general yeah in general right in general I, I think that it's easy to say someone who, who takes their life through suicide is selfish and I really don't think it's that he, black and white he's trying and, to get his message to teenagers would be correct. one of now, the people that he's a, an area a, an age group he's trying to get his message to because we have seen increasing maybe it's always happened but certainly over the past few years with social media we have seen more and more teenagers take their own lives and it's shocking what's happening in this country it's absolutely shocking. Now, and, and I agree with you 100% on that, and you, recently you had the cycle for suicide, and you had young, you, you know, young people in transition year who've been affected, speaking about it and have been affected, you know, you know, who, who would know somebody who, 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 you know, took their life through suicide. And any message that gets through or any awareness has to be followed through with care. And that's where the gap is. This government is shutting down services at the rate of, you wouldn't even believe it if I told you. And I was actually only talking to a uh, a guy who was opening a, a new centre and the hoops and whatever. And people are, through. Yeah. yeah, people are donating their time for nothing. You know, and, and including myself, but that's neither here nor there. The point about it is that, you know, <clears throat> all this awareness is absolutely phenomenal and it's to be applauded beyond belief when people do this. But it has to be followed through by actions. Like, P, you know, places like Pieta House and, and, and that do phenomenal work. And I think, that, you know, and I've said it before in the show, I think government-wise, that's their biggest crime here. And I know there have been a lot of crimes. But the psychological and emotional care of young people in this country still in 2013 is absolutely criminal. And what they're doing is they're closing down facilities, they're closing down centres and this includes pe- people like Donal who fight for 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 care. And yeah. I, I, I understand that. Um, he is being quite you know, he's taking a very hard line on this. Mm. And, oh, you know, I'm I'm not a teenager. None of us are teenagers anymore. And if there are teen- teenagers listening and if you've mm-hmm. been through something like this, we'd, you know, if you want to tell us your story, 53981. But um, it, it does seem as though there's something happening with young people who don't realise that next month you will feel differently. Next month, things hopefully will be different for you so from that regard do we have to get a message out there that no life will not be better without you what you're doing has repercussions to the people around you and thus it's selfish and to do that you have in any aspect of life you have to have a sense of hope it's as simple as that and if, if you're a young guy out there and you feel hopeless or helpless then that's where you are that's the space you're in and to reach out to that um you know, to be fair, it may have an impact and it may not, and that's the harsh reality. Some people follow through and um, and, and, and die through suicide and there isn't anything that's going to help them. But what we're, I suppose what the, what the impact of the impact of young people getting out there will carry way more weight than, than somebody in the doll standing up in a suit or whatever. Yeah. Because, let's be honest about it, I mean, I, I, I was saying to the researcher there that, you know, um, <clears throat> my nephew passed away from cystic fibrosis there uh, a year and a half ago. And we would have given anything for him, you know, yeah. to, to live. To, like 21 years of age, 
you're know, t- 21 years in January and passed away in March. Right? We're given anything on this planet for to him to live. Now, if the same, uh, I won't mention his name, but if the same thing had happened, i.e. that it was, God forbid, and I'm not, I don't mean to get, you know, off track here, through suicide, we still would have given anything. We would have done anything. For that, exactly, for, for that. For the same thing. And I think that's, I'm not very clear on this, but that's what I was trying, that was my initial point, that I don't think one can be, there are two different levels of care. There are two completely different care plans, if you will, or care um, interventions. And, and that's where that's where it's criminal. Like, either way, you know, you'd still would, you know, but, but I suppose with the, with the suicide thing is you have the questions, what if? Well, it, there's always the questions, what, is, what if what 18... If, what did I miss? What did I do? Is it is it is it my fault that this happened? Eighteen fifty twenty two ninety eight ninety eight. We are discussing the sixteen year old Donald Walsh, um, who has terminal cancer, and he thinks that people who commit suicide are selfish. I'm speaking with Pam, but I'm also joined right now by Connor. Connor, welcome to ninety eight FM. Um, Thank you. What do you make of what Donald Walsh is saying that people who commit suicide are selfish? Oh well, I gotta say, look, I've, I've never been affected by by seeing an interview. Uh, as I was when I saw him on the Saturday Night Show, um, mm. I uh, I think he's a hero. Um, it's uh, it's incredible, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, look, um, I know um, there's sort of arguments for and against, but I think essentially what he's his what he's saying, it could come across as being very extreme. But I think essentially what he's saying is true. Um, and why you know, do you think it's true, Connor? Well, um, I, I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, um, well, th- now th- there's different degrees of uh, selfishness. Everyone, I think, to one degree or another is selfish. Yeah. Okay, because, you, like, I'm sure we all notice we're, we're in a conversation, we're thinking of what we're going to say next rather than really listening to the other person. And, you know, um, that really is a little form of selfishness. So... Um, uh, what I what I believe is that the person who is um, uh, um, who is suicidal is not fully well, you know, and they're not thinking of what they're going to leave behind. So, uh, the same way as a child cannot be held responsible for their behaviour, um, I, I think it's up to the government um, to uh, to uh, to really sort of. Um, take responsibility for all of this. Uh, this is uh, what's, this is very interesting because we are talking about one person's actions. It then affects the people around them and society as a whole. And it is really affecting us. In two years, 1,563, they're the numbers that we know of people that uh, committed suicide. But 636 people in, in the same period died on the roads. Yeah, and, and there's nothing to say they weren't suicides. They could have been. Yeah, of course, I understand that. Uh, but we've got a massive campaign about road safety. So does it come back to the upper echelons of society and it being a governmental problem? Or do we all have to take responsibility for this, Connor? Well, no, we, we all do. Like, it's both. It's both. It's everyone in the country. And the government are, are our representatives. But every single person has a responsibility in this because every, it, it will eventually touch everyone. You know, like I've known neighbours that have done it. Um, my, my, a first cousin of mine did it. You know, it's, it's something that 
will eventually touch everyone. And a it's lot kind of, of like the, it's kind of like a cancer in modern day society, isn't it? Is, it? Because everyone like knows that. someone who's done it. Yeah, and and there's so much. You know, um, we're, we're we're using so many more social medias now, and um, and you know, there's. Bullying has changed face to... Bullying used to be more so face-to-face, and I know that there's a lot more cyberbullying that really affects younger people. And, you know, it's it's just... And especially in, in a in a first-world country, you know, like, I, I've... I, you know, you don't seem to have the same degrees of depression and suicide over in third-world countries where there's a lot more poverty. Yeah, like yeah. We're, I really think that there's a, a strong... Um, um, uh, very, uh, variance between you know uh, having stuff and you know feel and depression rates and all that kind mm. of thing, um, you know. So so it's just um, I suppose. Sorry, I'm going off on the no, I, because I I understand what you're saying, Pam. Connor's point there about we hear about suicide in the developed world an awful lot these days, whether it is through social media or someone has been bullied on social media or or someone has felt the pressures because of the recession and they've taken their own lives. Um, are we? Are we? Is that the problem with society as the whole at the moment? There doesn't seem to be any leadership and and some people can go, well, I'm in too much of a hole now. What am I living for? Yeah, I, I think there is a point in that. As, as I said earlier on, I think um, it is the biggest crime, but it ha- it's been the biggest crime not just in this decade, in the, in the 60s, 70s, uh, and 80s and 90s. I mean, it's not, it's been, this has been something that has been neglected for a very long time and even yeah. frowned upon, even, you know, uh, you can hear, you know, revelances today of, you know, Asher, listen, you, you'll get over it or whatever. But people don't get over things. And I don't think it's, per se, I don't think it's got to do with, um, you know, uh, wealth or Celtic Tiger or okay. what, we, what we have or what we don't have. Uh, I think that's um, that something that... too simplistic of you on things? I, I think it is simplistic in a way. And yet, you know... Um, you can't deny the impact of it. Of, now, yeah. I, I think some 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 school of thought would be that the impact of um, taking away something as huge as services, um, religion, and replacing it with absolutely nothing. That's, well, materialism, I suppose, is what it's been replaced. Well, with. It was re- well, you can yeah, you can look at it from that point for you, Marilyn and Connor. But at, uh, in another context. Um, you know, you have a large number of people. And by the way, I know we're talking about youth, but uh, but in, on the increase is suicide over uh, death by suicide in the over sixties. Yeah, it's it's hugely, hugely, it's hugely increasing. On the increase. And no, no, you know that's something that people uh, on the whole really needs to be addressed. You know, isolation. I mean, you can have everything you want under the sun, but if you're isolated, that's a huge factor. And anybody who works in the area will tell you that. To to reach out, but just to have common, I suppose, to have common bonds with people, and sometimes it can it can feel in this world that we're going too quickly and we can't have them. It's eighteen fifty twenty two ninety eight ninety eight. If you've been affected by suicide in your life, we're talking about a sixteen year old who's got terminal cancer, and he thinks that people who commit suicide are selfish. What do you make of this? Five three ninety eight one. I'm also joined by Liz. Liz, welcome to ninety eight FM. How are you? Grand, thanks. Um, Liz Donald Walsh. She's a, a very brave 
guy. Yeah. Um, he's sort of inspired this country to take a look at itself. Yeah. And, and not just young people, but older people to what are we living for? What do you make of his view that people can be selfish who take their lives? Well, like you say, I think he's very courageous, but I do think he's coming from the wrong perspective. Um, because generally, if you attempt suicide or if you complete it, um, you know, it's due to lack of coping skills, life events, you know, lots of other things. It's very complex. And usually people who attempt it or complete it do it and they think that those who are left behind are actually better off without them, which, of course, isn't the truth. And that, that is a scary message, though, isn't it? I, I think, Connor, you, ma- you made that as well, that point as well, that people can feel that they've, they've done a good thing, that they've left this world a better place. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I think the main thing is, you know, that young people and everybody should be made aware of, you know, the aftermath and, and how it will actually affect those left behind. And then the other thing, of course, is a lot of people who attempt it or complete it do try to get help but the services really are not available. I mean, for the last couple of years, the government has pledged to put, you know, approximately 35,000 per year into the mental health service. And kind of three or four months into the year, you know, they backtrack on that. This is interesting because Pam brought up services as well. Um, and it's been a, uh, recommended in Ireland that we have one overall body because we seem to have different sort of services left, right and centre at we, the moment. We do. We have a lot of different groups. Um the message, how do we get a message out there, Liz, that people who do who do this and, you know, yeah. having known people who have taken their own lives, exactly. it's it's so horrible to try to put yourself in their shoes as to what they were going through to lead up to that moment. It is. It how is. do we get that message out there that, no, we don't want you gone? Well, I think initially you have to go in at an early stage. Um, I know a lot of Irish psychologists are opposed to the idea, but in countries like Australia and Scotland, they've put a lot of money into school programs and they start as early as possible. And if you can get kids as young as five and six when they start going to school to talk about feelings and emotions and stuff Mm. like that, and, you know, as they go older, you know, you deal with it in an age-appropriate fashion and give them better coping skills and let them know how empowered they can actually be. Yeah, yeah. With, in relation to that. Connor, you've, you've sort of agreed with uh, Donald's viewpoint about it being selfish. Do you think that we have to uh, go at it from an easier point of view or from a younger age, if we go in talking to people about suicide, that we have to take that strong point of view? Sorry, are you talking to me? Yeah, Connor. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. You. Sorry about that. Um, no, look. Um, when I I say uh, I I do agree with what Donald says about it, but look, there've been people on since that have uh, that have uh, talked about. Look, it's it's a very simplistic view that you know he hasn't mm. struggled the same way as the others. But look, what I said at the beginning is um, the people that are in a situation where they could be suicidal, um, uh, they. Um, are not able to really think for themselves. And the same way as if a child runs out on the road, it's the adult that's responsible for that child, not the child itself. So um, so my my uh, view on it is that the whole of Ireland, the politicians and uh, the people um, are responsible for it. 
And I know that Pam, um, you would, Pam would certainly agree with that as well. Liz, yeah, would you, no, no, would you no, take that point is, of view, Liz, that yeah, it is politicians? Yeah, I think everybody, everybody responsible. There's no point in putting it on the politicians because the only time it comes to the fore is at election time. And I think a lot of fundraising, I'd be involved with a couple of voluntary agencies, a lot of fundraising and a lot of stuff has got to be done by volunteers and those who've been affected by it because they'd have the experience, you know. And I think that, you know, um, you have to use the media, the form of the media that teenagers are use. using, yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever they use, you know, so, uh, you know, so that they, you have to, you have to deal with it on their level. Brida, welcome to 98FM. How are you doing? In relation to his point, people who yes, commit suicide well, are selfish. What do you make of that? Um, I've been thinking of, I did see it and I'm aware of him and I admire him and his family and he must have, um, Wonderful uh, support from everybody. Um, but because of my experiences of life and of um, uh, family members and things like that, uh, I think saying it's selfish is a little bit harsh. I think uh, perhaps another word might be more beneficial or another way of putting it. But I do understand he's coming from a very different place. Um, my father-in-law committed suicide. Uh, a friend did it. Um, so you've 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 been affected by this? Uh, yes, and I have a very 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 close member of uh, my family who is suffering with uh, depression. At the moment, and, and I'm I am doing my best to keep a very close eye and make sure uh, that they're safe. See, that's that's the thing about an awful lot of this is, if someone has committed suicide and you've desperately been affected by it, were you left behind, you and your family, Brida, afterwards? Say after your father-in-law committed suicide wondering what you could have done or if you'd missed something were there yeah. questions racking around yeah. your brain yeah 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 um there, there was um i mean the, 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 like there would have been a little bit of depression there kind of yeah and then they would have been okay and you know everyone then is just keeping an eye and going on their merry way but it just happens, and it would appear if somebody, if if whatever happens, the brain at at that moment, they are going to do it no matter what. And do I you don't think, think that? I do. Yeah. Now we can we can I I I, I do believe that I, in that moment that something just clicks, just goes. You know, now they may perhaps. I, I know that I, I know it does. It does have. This is a horrible subject, but it's it's re, it's 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 re, it's life, unfortunately, um, and it goes from the age of thirteen up to 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 old older people. You know, and it seems to affect uh, a lot of males. Seems to be a lot of males. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I don't, I, I think to say they're selfish is, it's a little bit harsh, you know. Um, perhaps just to maybe put out a message there that 
for for them to be more aware of their actions and how hurt their family and everybody would miss them and how valuable they are to their family. You know what I mean? We're a, we like to think of ourselves as a country of great talkers, but do we talk about the things that matter? Rita? Is, well, is that do we need to open a conversation and be more emotional and let people have their time to say what they need to say without judgment? Yeah, well, that's what I do. That's what you, that's what you have to do. That's what I personally am doing at the moment. That's a lot of pressure on you. Ferocious. Ferocious. And, um, you know, I, 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 I am not um, uh, defending um, any services or, or, or the government or anything else, but there are occasions when the person who needs the help will not take the help. No matter what you do. No, yeah. Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? I do, yeah. So, and I'm sure there are lots of people like that. And it's um, just kind of little steps, maybe two steps forward, three steps back. You just keep, you know. Yeah, you just have to keep on. You just have yes, to keep on going. And no, being... no, no judgment, very gentle, very kind. Um, you, you, you cannot be blunt, you know? You, you you have to have a softly, softly approach. And Brida, can I just say for, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. And we will be thinking of you in everything that you're dealing with. And we really do appreciate it because it's 1850-22-98-98. We're talking about uh, Donal Walsh, the 16-year-old who has the view that people who commit suicide can be uh, selfish. And Brida has, has said some some very pertinent things there that people who need the help, sometimes don't want the help. And I'm joined right now by Joan Freeman, who is the CEO of Pieta House. Joan, thanks so much for taking the time to join us this evening. Um, Breda just said something there, that people sometimes who need the help don't want the help. Can can that be a case in Ireland, Joan? Of course, you know, and I mean, you've got to remember that at least 70,000 people a year attempt suicide. Um, and that would show and reflect that the majority of people want help, but just for some people... Maybe the help has come too late. Joan, can you give me that figure again? How many people a year attempt it? About about 70,000 people attempt suicide every year in Ireland. That is phenomenal. Yeah. That's a really, really scary, scary figure. And an awful lot of people have been talking about, um, maybe from the top down, that the supports aren't there. What, What do you think about that? Well, recently we've been talking about that um, there are lots of organisations and, and lots of really good organisations, but it's, we've, dis- we've discovered that there has been a missing component all along, and that is the involvement of family, friends and colleagues and peers. Um, because really the people who, and I just heard the last little bit of that last caller, um, it's the people who are on the front line are the family and friends and, and neighbours. Um, and by being the link between the person who's in distress and an organisation or service or a GP is crucial. And if people could only identify what those signs and symptoms are, um, you know, nobody's asking them to save lives. What, what we're asking them to be is, is to be that link so that uh, the person who's in distress can get that help a little bit sooner. Joan, can that sometimes be the problem? Because you mentioned their family, friends, colleagues and peers. Sometimes they're the exact people that um, the person who is thinking about taking their own life or who is very depressed, they're trying to hide everything from. 
and they possibly are. But you know, uh, again, in hindsight, a lot of families will tell you that they see some of the, they saw some of the signs. Um, but it's it's really what we're suggesting is that everybody should be equipping themselves with the knowledge of what the signs are in, for people who are in distress, and that they don't not to expect them to come to you for help, but for you to go to them and to reach out. And just there, you've mentioned, you know, looking at the signs. Does that change? Is that, that must be different for every person, though, or are there signifiers? Well, we're at the moment trying to promote a, a movement called Mind Our Men, because this time next week, 10 more people will die by suicide, and eight of them will be men. Wow. And so we have um, called to action the people of Ireland to look out for the men in our lives. And... We are asking people to go onto our website, mindourmen.ie, and pledge that they will look out for two men in their lives, whether it's their dad or their brother or their best friend. And what will happen is when they get get onto the site and and they pledge that support, they will receive information about the the signs and symptoms and the tipping points for men. Um, But also they will be able to find out where they're located, you know, what county they're located, all the services that are available to them. Um, So I think this is really the only way that we can go forward in having a a collaborative um, approach to preventing suicide in this country. And it certainly is something that people can proactively take a part of. Joan Freeman, CEO of Pieta House, thank you so much for joining me this evening on the show and the number of Pieta House is 601-0000 or you can email mary at pieta.ie if you think that anyone needs any help. And and Joan brought up some scary figures there. Scary. 70,000 people attempt to take their own lives every single year and at this time, this time, it's now 20 to 10. By this time next week, 10 more people will have taken their own lives. That's really, really scary. Eight of them will be men. Um, so, that sorry, just hearing those figures is, is really just scary. It's really... A massive number, a massive number. Um, so 1850 22 98 98 or local 1850 um, or text 53981. Um, we are discussing, um, we're, we're asking, could Donald Walsh be right um, in him saying that people who commit suicide are selfish? Lisa says, Donald may think that they're selfish because they chose to take their own lives, whereas he doesn't have a choice. I personally don't think it's selfish, but I do see his point. Another one that says people who are suffering mentally, it's a lot harder to be them than it is to be around them or hurt by them. I've met schizophrenics who hear devil's voices that never stop. Sexual abuse victims, which is about 25% of the population, says our texter, uh, who cannot get rid of vivid flashbacks, however much counselling helps them. Calling suicides selfish is like being an able-bodied person calling a quadriplegic lazy. I knew a lovely guy who killed himself as he had no sense of self. His abuser took that away from him, is what M said this evening. 53981 is the text number here at 98FM. Anita, Anita, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? Um, this is obviously a very emotional thing that we are talking about. Yeah. But hearing from Joan there that 10 more people will have taken their own lives by this time next week, that's very scary. Yes, it is. And I don't think people realise how much of an epidemic it is and how much as well it's always been there and it's been hidden as well, you know. And um, 
I just think, you know, it's close to home for me because um, about 23 years ago, my father committed suicide. And there was no understanding then, you know? I, I can assume 23 years ago, it was very different to what it is yes. now. Very different. You, you, It was nearly hidden, you know? I think people preferred to hide the fact that, you know, he had taken his own life. And there was, like you said, there was that few within the church that it was wrong. Yeah. And I think we were very lucky to have a young priest who did a service um, who was like a, a local teacher as well. And he actually was very open. And, he, you know, he did a story about, um, you know, somebody hiding their feelings and stuff like that. Yeah. And I've, we've, we wanted to be open as a family about it. We didn't want to hide it because we felt we weren't doing him enough respect or justice, you know. But there was that stigma, even at the inquest, there was a stigma about, um, you know, that the coroner didn't want to put suicide verdict. And because he drowned, they put asphyxiation on that, you know, and you, and you were nearly annoyed that he wouldn't actually give the right verdict, you know. That they wouldn't acknowledge what had happened. They wouldn't. They, they thought they were doing us a favour, you know, by you know, because I think, I'm not sure about now regarding insurance or anything, but... They didn't like, yeah. you know, they didn't pay out on insurance if the word suicide was on, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then the stigma with the church that it was wrong and, you know. And Anita, was, for you, as as the daughter of this yeah. man who you'd grown up with, yeah, was it something for you that you didn't talk about in the open that, you know, your friends were afraid to bring up? Um, no, no. I think... Um, Everybody was very open, but people just were wondering why, you know. People didn't understand this, you know. And you so, were left with those questions. Yes, there was great support, I have to say, with community. Um, in Rings End, they were brilliant. Family members rallied around. My mother was, you know, I was the oldest of seven children. I was 23 and the youngest was two. My mother was only 41 and my father was 45. Oh, my God. But, um... There was just no, um, there was no understanding. I think the word depression at that time um, was people were afraid to say they were depressed. You know, you were mentally ill or you were a bit weird if you were depressed, you know. And um, But this was a man that, that, that worked and looked after his family and just for six months before he died, just went really quiet and stopped talking and kind of, we didn't really understand what was going on. Yeah. And my grandmother was, which was my mother's mother, had cancer at the time, so there was a lot, my mum was looking after her, so there was a lot of passing each other, you know, yeah. in the house. And, you know, um, after my, my grandmother died, then my mum said, God, I'm going to sit down with your dad and we're going to have a chat and see, see what's going on, you know? And, um, and did she not get the chance to? No, actually, the morning he went out, um, she said, she asked him what was wrong with him, and he said he didn't know. And he just said, say a prayer for me, you know. And um, he walked into the sea and Bray, you know. It's 23 and, years later, but it's still very much with you every day, is it, Anita? Um, I think, you know, we've all done our work on it as such as a family, you know, because of... Um, well, we didn't understand as children. I did leave leave deep scars, you know. Yeah. 
Um, there was a lot of anger there as well and hurt. I mean, there was no no skills to deal with suicide, you know. Um, but I I lost a cousin two years ago, which was devastating to, to suicide. And this is a girl that actually that's what I I, I feel passionate about. I'm listening to that nobody knows when it's going to hit their door. Mm-hmm. And this cousin actually phoned me and um, a week a couple of weeks before she died and said she wasn't feeling too good. But her marriage was breaking down. Everything was going wrong. And she said, you know what? She said, I felt like committing suicide just for a 20-minute window this morning. And I got such a shock. Because this one was such... Always has a smile on her face and completely mm. positive. And um, she actually said, oh, I'm sorry for saying such a thing. She said... No, she said, I wouldn't do that. She said, it's selfish. And then she said, oh, Anita, I'm sorry for do- saying such a thing. She said... Because after your dad and that, she said, I didn't mean he was selfish. And I, you know, we had a conversation, don't be silly once you're okay. And if you obviously felt like that, you need to, you know, look at things. But it was just complete mental stress with her, with losing her home and losing her marriage. You know, she's going to lose her home back to her husband and everything was going wrong. And, um, you know, she, she was found dead at home and... This is somebody that would have talked about suicide, would have, you know, thought it was maybe a little bit selfish and she would never do and she would never leave her two children who meant the world to her. Yeah. But I really feel, you know, and, you know, I think as as a society we need to come together and there is a lot of work being done, I think, especially Pieta House and yeah. all the mental health services and even I work in childcare and I think they're, you know, they're encouraging children now to have a it's sense hard. of self and identity and belong and express their feelings. And, you know, everybody just has their part to play, but I don't think there's any magic solution. I think people just, you know, people addiction, addiction as well will, will bring suicide. Of and course. so people just don't see any way out. And I really feel it's nearly a physical thing as well with the brain under so much stress and worry and negativity yeah. that this chemical imbalance comes in and the brain just wants to switch off. And I think people think they're just, they can't take any more and they're switching off the brain just for a rest. And when you're in that kind of state, I don't think you realise you are actually even killing yourself, do you know? Yeah, that you can't switch it, you can't switch it back on again. Listen, Anita, I just want to say thank you so much for for talking to us this evening and and telling us such an emotional story and the point there that it there is no answer or easy fix and that society we have to look at ourselves Anita thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us here on 98 FM and I also have right now Susan um Susan welcome to 98 FM um, thanks a lot um obviously hearing these stories it's hugely affecting um Donald Walsh is a 16 year old saying something about people being selfish what do you make of that well, I mean, I do respect Donald's opinion, but um, I believe myself, based on my own experience, uh, because my mother took her own life um, very recently, just five months ago, um, that, you know, some people who take their own lives are, are afraid of living for whatever reasons. Um, but I believe that Donald, you know, wants to live. Yeah. So, um, and I, I, I do think, uh, like I said, I do respect his opinion, but I do think he's, he's very, very young um, in terms of, you know, life experience. And okay. and people taking their own lives to, I suppose, you know, make that uh, come to that conclusion that people are selfish, you know. Um, it's obviously you know, it's, something that you're you're living with right now. The the after yeah. effects. Um, yeah, and it's and it's and it's very 
raw at the moment, definitely. Um, but I'm I'm learning. I'm I'm actually going to counselling, and I suppose what what they try and teach you, or what they're certainly trying to teach me in my situation, is that my mother made an adult decision to do what she did. Um, I certainly don't agree with her decision. I, I'd much prefer to have my mother here today with me. Yeah. But she did make an adult decision. For whatever reasons she did it, you know, we don't know. You can always look back. People always look back in hindsight and look to see where there, you know, any clues as to what she was going to do or whatever. But hindsight is a great thing. You know, we really don't know why. But she did make an adult decision, and that's what I'm, I'm kind of coming around to that conclusion myself in terms of counselling, you know. Um, you know, there were other decisions she could make, and she knew she could make other decisions, but this is the decision she made, you know. And, and that's very hard-hitting because there are a lot of people who do get help as well yeah. in terms of when they have suicidal thoughts. And a lot of people turn to organisations for help and, and those organisations give great help. But I, I do believe you had a woman on there earlier, I forget her name, and she said sometimes people are beyond help, and they are. Yeah, Brida said that. Yeah, they, I mean, they most definitely are. I do believe that in my mother's situation. Um, you know, we're, we're quite a close family. She certainly had loads of people to talk to. Um, we don't we don't feel she was isolated in any way, even though she lives down the country. Yeah. Um, you know, she lived with my dad, you know, and, and her granddaughter. She had, you know, a fairly okay life. No no real pressures at all in terms of, say, money or uh, mortgages or anything like that, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I do think, you know, there are some people like my mother, I believe, that just made an apple decision that she didn't want to live. She was afraid of living, not afraid of dying. And, that's, um, that's an amazing thing you've just said there, Susan. Afraid of living, not afraid of dying. Mm. That's, because, that's, uh, you see, that's one of the things, again, with counselling that, that I'm getting, is it's kind of taught me to see that as well, that um, I suppose, you know, when at the time when it's very raw, when, when somebody takes a life, when my mother took her own life, we, we were very focused on the details, you know, of how she did it. I'm not, I'm not going to go into those details. But, you know, my my feelings at the time straight away were, oh, my God, uh, you know, how did she do that to herself? And was it so painful? Yeah. And did it hurt her? And you know what I mean? Yeah. But actually, that's what counselling taught me, that she probably felt no pain at all because she wasn't afraid. Too afraid of living, like you've you've gone out there and done something that many people won't talk about. Going to counselling. Now you've yeah. been through something I can't even imagine, Susan. I really can't imagine what you've gone through. Yeah. You made an adult decision to do this. Yeah. Is is that one thing that we have to try to let people know about, or say, listen, there is something you can do. There is a sense of 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 personal thing that you can do. You can go to a counsellor. Or are we blocking people's access to things like that? Well, you absolutely can, I suppose. I mean, there's definitely a huge stigma around suicide. You know, yeah. there, there, there are, we, we know statistically that there are a lot of people who take their own lives who, uh, and families don't talk about it and they don't want people to know and they hide the fact yeah. that, that a family member has, has taken their own life, you know. Um, I mean, the only way we get rid of stigma is to talk. You know, of anything, whether it's mental health, suicide, whatever the issue, the only way, will, you know, is yeah. absolutely is, is to talk about it. And I mean, help is available. There's no doubt about that. There, there's loads of help available. There are loads of organizations. I'm going uh, to console mm-hmm. uh, to counseling myself, and, and they're just an amazing organization, you know. Yeah. But there are loads of others like Theatre House as well, you yeah. know. And I suppose, um, from that point of view, the one thing that, that Donald Walsh is doing, regardless of whether you agree with what he says or not, is that he's making mm-hmm. us talk about it. 
Well, that's very, very true. It's a very positive, um, yeah, it's a very positive outcome of it, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, but I suppose it, 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 it is just important in terms of Donald's opinion to remember that there are, you know, many factors in terms of people thinking about uh, taking their own lives or people who have taken their own lives. You know, it's, there's no one uh, reason why they do so. And and to just put out a message to younger people, I I feel that it's it's a selfish act. It doesn't take away from their problems. It doesn't take away the fact that somebody might be um, bullied at school, or you know somebody might have a mental ill mental health illness. You know what I mean? There's yeah. lots of homophobic bullying, for example, as well. That's rampant in schools as well. We know that from research. It doesn't, you know, just saying that it's a selfish act doesn't take away from that. You know from what they're going through, and that's an important thing for people to, in fact, know. Susan, listen. My thoughts and prayers are with you and thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us this evening on the show, 53981. Um, I'm also joined by Pat now. Pat, welcome to 98FM. How are you doing? Merlin, good, yeah. A very interesting subject and, and it was interesting listening to that girl, Susan. Pretty good. It's, it's incredible, the things that we're hearing this evening. And I suppose, as people have said, whether he's right or wrong in saying people are selfish and committing suicide, he is making us talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you see... You know, if, if you lose someone through suicide, you, you you may feel the hurt and the pain. Yeah. And you may feel selfish yourself and blame them as being selfish, you know, because you, you they, they've taken their lives and, and and you've loved them so much, you know, you kind of say, why, why, you know? And you, you derive at these kind of, I think, mental sort of solutions or blaming or blaming yourself or, you know, I think there's a whole... There's a whole kind of a mess that goes on with, with people who, who are um, related to people who commit suicide and loved ones and close ones. Yeah. But I don't think, I, I, you know, <clears throat> there's, a, there's, a, there's a whole range of reasons, I believe, uh, uh, people might take, might, you know, take their own lives or whatever. And it, it, it's, in fairness, we are talking about it, and it's easy to say it's selfish, but... There's different reasons behind people uh, committing suicide. Maybe people have done things in their past and can't live with it. Yeah. Guilt, you know? Um, whether whether that comes up as, uh, whether that's, you know, deemed as being selfish or, or, or whatever, I don't know. But then there's other reasons that people do have uh, mental, they're, they're mentally unstable and they're, they're, they're afraid, as Becca Susan said, they're, they're, they're afraid to live, but they're not afraid to die. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on that you read in the papers, and then I don't read many of the papers because they're, they're, they're unadulterated rags, in my opinion. Yes. But there's all sorts of things conjured up in media, newspapers, and you know about you know this girl committed suicide. She was being bullied, and yeah. I remember saying to my son, uh, you know, when there was a case on there, I think Donegal, and it was so sad and so tragic. Uh, oh, it was horrible. Uh, the two sisters. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You know, how do you where do you go from there? I remember saying to my son, "What would you do if you were being bullied?" Uh, just, to, just, to, just to find out. He says, "Kind of says to me, happens to everyone, you know, in a casual way." He says, well, "Wait a minute now." He says, "Oh, should I just turn off?" He says, "I just, just block, block, block the, uh, block the uh, whoever's doing the stuff on the internet." Yeah. So, and he's a very casual kind of an attitude. It's bullshit. He said he, he didn't take any of it. Like, you know, he, obviously stuff like that must have went down, but it never bothered him. He said, just turn off the computer. Well, don't, don't respond, you know. Uh, now, that's him. 
Well, Pat, then, I'm, I'm actually going to have to leave it there. We're running out of time, but at least you asked your son about it, which is quite amazing that, that, that you're facing it up that way. And thanks so much um, for chatting with us this evening. And thanks to everyone. We are going to get to your messages in just a little while. It's 53981. You've been listening to a 98FM podcast. Download more at 98FM.com.